1: Welcome back to another postgame head of the pack Packers 28 Bears 19 as much as things have changed for the worst this season in Green Bay Bill one thing always remains the same Aaron Rodgers and the Packers beating the Chicago Bears they've won eight in a row uh, for the first time they now own the most wins all time in NFL history for a franchise 787 over the Bears 786 and um, believe Rodgers is 24 and five against the bears all time. He wasn't his typical Rodgers self against the bears. I would say today, but he got some great contributions from his supporting cast, uh, Christian Watson with his seventh and eighth touchdowns in the last four games, AJ Dillon over five yards, a carry uh, 119 total yards and a touchdown timely interceptions from Jair Alexander and Keyshawn Nixon, uh, Force fumble from Rasul Douglas, block field goal from Dean Lowry. Sure, it was ugly. Packers were down 13 in the in the first half, down nine entering the fourth quarter, but they found a way to win. It's against the Bears. The Bears, Packers are a bad team, but Bears are worse. They did what they had to do. Will it change much in terms of playoff picture? According to uh, our model run by Austin Mock, who's a, a sports modeling guru for us, it raised the Packers' chances. To make the playoffs from six percent entering this weekend to eleven point five percent, so
2: you're telling me there's still a chance, (laughs) Matt? There's no chance. I mean, look, the Bears. There's a song that says the Bears still suck, and they do. I mean, look, they didn't have four fifths of their starting secondary, both starting safeties, and their two corners who go opposite of Jalen Johnson. That's four fifths. They traded away of Rokon Smith. They traded away of Robert Quinn. Uh, Their top receiver, Darnell Mooney, didn't play. Um, Their number two running back, who I think is like third in the league in yards per carry. He's an injured reserve, too. The Packers are plus three in turnovers. And with all of that, they needed Christian Watson to score with two minutes to go to win the game. Why do you always have to be so
1: negative, Bill? Why do you always have to be so negative?
2: Because, um, I don't know, Debbie Downer. The chickens get out of the coop? (laughs) <laughs> i gotta hope now they freeze their asses off who's shitting your cornflakes bill <laughs> <laughs> look i mean look and we all know it right i mean the bears aren't any good i, I think we have smart listeners some smart readers I mean, they, they know i mean was it exciting for joe Packer fan to watch this yeah i'm sure it was also probably wild grumbling oh no the top 10 draft pick but man i'll tell you what Matt, if, if nothing else happens this year, Christian Watson is unbelievable. I mean, I don't want to put the guy in the Hall of Fame, but holy shit. The guy is I, – I asked him today if he felt unstoppable. I want to go back when, when Adrian Peterson was rolling at the Metrodome all those years ago. He was the one guy, like, every single time he got the ball, you thought he might score. I'm not saying Christian Watson's to that level, but he's like – it's like every game <clears> – <throat> You expect something great to happen now. He is unbelievable. That 46-yard touchdown, I'm going off on a tangent now. The guy he outran, ran a 4.34 at Pro Day. And Watson, it was like a draft horse against a Clydesdale. I mean, it was like a thoroughbred against a draft horse. It was unbelievable. So you got that. So there's positivity, Matt. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. We're
1: only positive on this here podcast. No, I'm just kidding. It is important to sprinkle in a dose of reality. Are the Packers going to make the playoffs? Probably not. They're going to need not only to win out, but probably a lot of help. Um, They have the bye week, then the Rams at home. The Rams are terrible. Matthew Stafford's out for the season. Then they are at the Dolphins. Vikings at home, Lions at home. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Going on that Christian Watson note, Next-Gen Stats had a really neat stat uh, earlier today. I'm just trying to find it. Here it is. Christian Watson reached a top speed of 21.72 miles per hour on his 46-yard touchdown run, tying Deshaun Jackson for the fastest speed by a wide receiver this season. Watson has reached 20-plus miles per hour on six of 30 offensive touches this season, 20%, the highest rate in the NFL of anyone with a minimum of 10 touches. That's crazy.
2: That's crazy. Not surprising. I mean, again, he, I mean, on that jet sweep, it was – I mean, Sammy Watkins had that block and his index finger's up celebrating, and and Watson's at the 40. It's like everybody knows he's gone. It's unbelievable how fast he is. And, and there's stopwatch time, which he's obviously got. But, I mean, once he gets going and those legs get going, woo! I go back to what Steno said after – the. I think it was after the draft or maybe it's during OTAs. And he said that Watson, once he figures it out, it's going to be a problem. A I problem. think he's figured it out, Bill. Yeah, I think so. And listen, he's more than just,
1: because we've watched Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the past couple seasons. And he was the four catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns, every six games kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Really. We kept hearing about how he could run all the routes. He could do everything. He was really only a take the take the top off the defense kind of guy. Although Christian Watson's numbers indicate he's the same, I think he's a lot more. Yes. He seems to be capable of doing more of the short, intermediate, underneath stuff. MVS did not factor in the run game. Watson now has two touchdowns this season on end-arounds. He's just a more complete player. Not to mention he's only a rookie. There are two players in the NFL that are wide receivers with more total touchdowns than Christian Watson. Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs. Christian Watson is tied for third with A.J. Brown among wide receivers with total touchdowns
2: with nine. And Watson didn't even have a touchdown catch until week 10. That's insane. I don't think he played, other than I think week one against Minnesota, I don't think he played half the snaps until these last four games when he finally got healthy and all that. I mean, considering all the playing time that he lost because of the hamstring and the and the concussion and the potential concussion. I know Rodgers didn't want to talk about it and he knew that Watson, but it, like Rob Domofsky asked them, what could this team have been had he been out there playing at this level for 13 games? Man, Great players win games, Matt. I might, he might not be great yet, but man, it's hard to it's hard to coach what he can do. It's impossible to coach what he can do, never mind hard. You know, I would argue that he is great already. He has eight touchdowns in the last four games.
1: This is like an unheard of stretch, at least in my time here. Obviously, I've only been here four years. Kind of parlaying off that, I thought something Aaron Rodgers said today was very interesting. Uh, Jim Polzine, our buddy Jim from the Wisconsin State Journal, uh, asked him if Watson's rise, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, if Watson's rise will play a role or factor into Rogers' decision to return next season. And here's what Rogers said Yeah, I mean, I left Cal and I could have come back with Deshaun Jackson at receiver and Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. I don't regret it because things have turned out pretty well. But that's that would have been interesting playing with those two guys played with marchand for a year but uh, i think there's a typo in here with whoever transcribed this I'm, rob racial come on rob but he basically <laughs> said the way christians develop definitely have to feel good uh, about the organization i think he left out about the rogers did with his development this, this is real, rough. my reading of this. It's a rapid, wild development, and it's hard to think about another player who goes from being kind of a here and there, minimal production, to go-to type player, home run player. I mean, he had two, what, 60-plus yard touchdowns, it seems like. Last week, catch and run on a short one and end around, pretty special. So it'll all factor into it, but there's got to be mutual desire on both sides. Rogers just threw that in there at the end. No, yeah, that was something. I'm actually writing about that after the podcast. I'm there's got to be that mutual has- desire on both sides. He's talking about himself, not Christian Watson. And this is how I interpreted that bill. I interpreted that to say Rogers wants to come back. He doesn't know if the team will want him back.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You would agree to read into it. It's fascinating. I I think he understands that. Listen, he has 58.3 million reasons to to play next season. I don't think he's going to retire as we've talked about even though money is not the be all end all with him but i think there's an inkling of him that says okay maybe jordan loves finally ready the organization might feel the same with how i've played this year my contract maybe they try to trade me to another team but then again trading him is almost financially impossible so i still think rogers is the starting quarterback we've said it on this podcast before he runs this organization whether you agree or not not literally but uh, figuratively and I think he will be back as the starting quarterback next year and not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I think they declined the fifth year option on Jordan love. And if Rogers wants to keep playing in 2024, they do that and let Jordan love sign elsewhere in free agency or resign him for cheap. Or if Rogers only plays one more year, they then resign Jordan
2: love uh, in free agency in 2024. Well, they got some hard decisions coming up. Um, it, it, with that, Matt, it, it was interesting going back to what he said previously about I me. Mean, he is, I mean, he mentioned it at his locker on Wednesday and he said it after the game last week where he's, he seems totally, oh yeah, he's totally okay. If the Packers want to shut him down here whenever they're eliminated to go to Jordan Love. So if his, if his future here is tied to whatever they want to do with Love, it is interesting that he's like, he's. He's on board with it and he he understands he understands the franchise's predicament, maybe not the right way to put it. But this is uh, this is what happens when you draft quarterbacks when you have an MVP on the roster, right? You get you get all sorts of headaches. But it is it. I mean, it's a pretty damn good team in theory, Matt, next year. Dobbs Did- just played good. Figure Lazard's gonna be back. Watson looks like a, a star. Maybe you get a defensive coordinator in here who can put this talent to better use. You're going to end up with a pretty good draft pick, right? Unless they go seven, unless they go seven and ten and pick fifteenth. Yeah, but they're going to get a decent draft pick out of this. I mean, these guys could be, in you know, the financial stuff's an issue, but these guys could be pretty dang good. It'd be pretty enticing for a quarterback who seems like he wants to come back. I think he does. It'll be a
1: fascinating conversation because. Perhaps for the first time in his career, at least in his eyes, um, the Packers may not want
2: him as much as he wants them. So we'll see. I, I'm sure Goody doesn't want these guys to lose, but would make things easier, right? Certainly would. lose, and- you can go to Jordan Love and, and and see what happens from there. All right, Matt, what else? What else you got in the old docket?
1: Listen, we've talked about AJ Dillon on this podcast, not disparagingly, but as in he's not a feature back. He's not a number one. And yes, the bears defense is terrible, but I thought, you know, the, the talk of, I don't know. I don't know if I should say talk, but I don't know if it's us talking about it or just Packers Twitter that is, you know, filtered into my brain that he's not great after contact for his size. I thought, he was really good today. Averaged over five yards a carry. And I still think he's a really, really good number two running back. One of the best in the NFL, if not the best. Still think Aaron Jones is the feature guy. Still think they should uh, keep him next year instead of cut him for cap purposes. But uh, I was impressed with what A.J. Dillon did today. Rogers pointed out, you know, his hands are so good. Goes back to the old talking point of he wasn't asked to catch passes at Boston College. So you know, people didn't think he could when he came into the league, but he's a very good pass catcher, um, very good at navigating the open field. He's not the fastest guy, obviously, but um, he's anticipating adding this dad strength to his arsenal. Uh, he told me in the locker room on Friday, he and his wife are expecting their uh, Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say exactly when they're expecting their kid, but so I won't. But they're going to be parents soon, relatively soon. Uh, And it was funny. A.J. did the kind of rocking the baby celebration after his touchdown run. And he said after the game, when I asked him about it, that they were just hoping to have his wife get through the first trimester of her pregnancy. okay, and then they were going to announce it and they had a deal. He was only allowed to do the touchdown celebration, rocking the baby until they, after they announced it. But if he scored three touchdowns in a game before the first trimester was over, he could do the celebration early. He didn't. So today was the first touchdown he scored post-announcement. So that's where that came from. Uh, a pretty solid day for Dylan, as I said. 21 touches, 119 yards, and a touchdown. They'll take that from their backup running back any day.
2: Yeah, you know, it's the same thing we saw against, Tennessee in 2020 right where he was finally given the the marquee role and he took full advantage of it. maybe maybe he's just not a great number two right maybe he's a guy who really just does need to get rolling but carry after carry with Aaron Jones missing a fair bit of the first half and quite a bit of the second half it was up to Dylan to carry the load and he was I mean he was really good he had a bunch of runs you know Hit after two yards, gain five. Hit after three, gain six. I mean, that's what you're looking for. I mean, it's been it's been lacking. There's been so many times and we talked about it in the past. He gets hit for two, and he gains three because he's not able to plow that plow forward for any yardage. He gets hit by one, then gets stacked up and driven backward. He he was a pile mover today. Got to the edge in that touchdown run. Had a couple good open field moves. Um, he's dropped a bunch of passes this year. Was really good again today too. Um. Again, it's another reason for the quarterback we want to come back, right? Figure out a way to figure out a way to extend Jones to get the cap number down. Go with those two guys again. Pretty good group. Quick chat about Jair Alexander. <clears throat> Listen,
1: they pay him twenty one million dollars a year. He should not be giving up bombs to Equinemius St. Brown and Nikhil Harry. He no. has not played like a twenty one million dollar a year corner. He has made uh, errors like that far too often this season that we have not seen him make in. Seasons passed. Um, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say the money's getting to his head. He's cashing it in. I'm not going to say that. What I will say is for everyone saying, oh, he shouldn't be talking this much. He shouldn't be celebrating. That's who he is. He's not going to change. Jair Alexander became great because he's so confident in himself, in part. He's not going to let that confidence die down. Is it? Does it come across, you know, perhaps more of the wrong way than if he was doing it after he locked down number one wide receivers? Of course. It looks a little foolish, but that's who he is. And I'm not going to sit here and say, this guy's got to change his personality. Even if he gives up 300 receiving yards in a game, he's going to stand there and say he's the best cornerback ever. That's just who he is. So if you're going to sit here and say oh, he shouldn't be calling Equinemius St. Brown a scrub for (laughs) jumping that dig route and intercepting it with the Packers up one in the fourth quarter after what St. Brown did to him earlier in the game. I have news for you. Jair is going to call him a scrub. And he's not going to change. So more power to him for for being authentic like that. Does it rub some people the wrong way? Of course. And I don't blame you if it does. But uh, he made the biggest play when it mattered most. Is it concerning that he's playing like he has this year inconsistently with how much they're paying him? Of
2: course, but both things can be true at the same time. Yeah. I wonder Matt, what happened with a new defensive coordinator? I just wonder if maybe there's some guys fed up. I mean, Jairus is about wanting to play, man. I mean, this isn't like breaking news. I mean, he was, I mean, he was good natured about it. Talking to Joe Barry and wanting a better plan and, being put to use better. And, and he thought that Joe obliged. There are times, but this, this season has gone so bad for that defense. That maybe all these guys need a fresh start. Maybe Jair is just looking to grab some picks, right? Pad the stats, which is, which lead you susceptible to some long ones, but put you in position to make the big play like he did today. So um, I would wager that a, a new outlook on his defensive life might help. They'll be fine. He'll be fine. Of all the guys to worry about on the team, I think Jair Alexander would be pretty near the bottom. By the way, as we read this podcast, Matt, the quick aside, Jimmy Garoppolo out for the season. The, Fortin- yeah. Edders, the 49ers kind of look like the best team in the NFC other than the Eagles, probably better than the Vikings are. So now they're down two quarterbacks. Boy, what a shitty year for the Packers to go in the tank. I guess that was the point of that story. Yeah. In a year when everyone else besides... You know,
1: one team in the NFC has kind of separated themselves from the pack. Packers are, are down the drain, but they still have an 11.5% chance. Going off your point, here's another next-gen stats tweet. The Packers played zone coverage on 100% of pass plays in week 13, becoming just the second defense to do so in a game this season.
2: Yeah, and, and that not that probably because you're going against a running quarterback? Yes. If you're playing man, you turn your back. Yep, and Justin Fields takes off. So that's probably. I guess I'm okay with that.
1: Let's take some questions.
2: All right, good idea. We have a few. Someone said Watson reminds them of Randy Moss. Uh, that's not bad. I mean, Randy Moss has the rookie record with seven consecutive games of a touchdown catch. Well,
1: Christian Watson has a chance to break that if he does three more. And he's got four Four, four more.
2: All right. Well, we kind of got this one from Adam Robillard. Thoughts on Aaron Rodgers' comments about the Packers wanting him back was kind of peculiar. Yes, it was, Adam. Yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers knows what
1: he's saying. He has a purpose with everything he says. Maybe he's starting to get an inkling after how Jordan Love played last week that Goody's kind of looking... There's that meme of the guy walking with the girl in the street and he kind of turns away from what is I think is his girlfriend and kind of looking at the other girl uh walking away and maybe that's how Rogers feels. He's holding hands with Goody and Goody's kind of starting to look toward Jordan Love in the future a little bit and maybe this is Rogers' way of saying not so fast, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to want to play here and he's trying to put it in their minds right now. I'm going to want to stay here. So don't think too far ahead just yet.
2: That's how I took it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Rogers wasn't great today, but I admire him for playing today. I know a lot of fans are pissed off about him. Well, there's a lot of fans who want to go see Jordan Love. A lot of people think Rodgers is being selfish for playing. I admire it. This season's toast. Never mind the 11.9% chance, Matt, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows it. But to want to be out there because you're a competitor, um, because you want to be out there with your teammates, even with whatever's wrong with his ribs and a broken thumb, which he thinks is almost healed. I admire the guy for doing it. It'd been easy to pack it in, especially on a cold, miserable day in Chicago and saying, you know what? I'm too sore to play. But he didn't do it. And I, I think I think there's too many fans. And maybe it's just the social media fans who are kind of shitting on the guy for for some of this stuff. Anyway. I hear you.
1: Here's a oh. question from Pearson Correll. Are the defensive woes due to Barry, the scheme, lack of execution, or some terrible combination of those three? Uh, terrible combination of those three. It's not Joe Barry's fault that Equinemius St. Brown is burning Jair Alexander. It's not Joe Barry's fault that Keyshawn Nixon is whiffing on Justin Fields or that Quay Walker, you know, totally gets fooled by the fake handoff. Yes, Joe Barry is at fault. Any time a defense underachieves this much as they have for most of the season, um, the coordinator is going to get blamed. But these players deserve a lot of blame too. There's a lot of good talent on this team and they're not performing nearly as well as they should be.
2: Yeah, it's not him. It's, it wasn't Joe Barry who missed 22 tackles last week. Now there's, there's plenty of, as I tried to explain to LaFleur and, and Barry, there's, there's a lot of other issues besides the tackling last week. But um, that's what was a problem. And that is, that's not the coach's fault. Look, they could, for all the fans out there, who want them to drill live tackling in practice. Yeah, good luck with that. Which, mm-hmm. which running back do you want to die on Thursday? Jesus. Yeah, Patrick <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, Patrick Thank Taylor. Thank you for sacrificing. You're up next. I <laughs> mean, come on, you can't do that. Yeah, like some guy's going to sign to a practice squad. Here's the contract. You get What do you get for the practice squad? 8500 a week? We'll give you $8,500 a week to get the living crap kicked out of you for this week. And if you can survive until next week, we'll pay you again. Lucas Nels. The offense looked okay. When Romeo gets back, can we expect 28 plus a game with either quarterback? I don't know about that. But but what are your expectations, Matt? Let's put Dobbs and Watson out there, which we haven't seen. What are your expectations going down the stretch?
1: Well, Dobbs is going to return after the bye against the Rams on Monday night football. I don't know how fresh he'll be. He hasn't played since week nine. Um, Listen, it might take more than the four games they have remaining to really get Watson and Dobbs to their full potential playing together. And that's fine. I think outside of clinging on to the chances they have, however faint, of making the playoffs, the thing Packer fans can find the most hope in is what Dobbs and Watson have shown, albeit separately at different times this season, and look forward to next season with that. I don't see a reason why they can't be a top five one-two punch at wide receiver in the NFL in the next two years.
2: Yeah, I don't know Something if that's great. too far
1: fetched to say.
2: No, I, I don't think so, um, because Watson's so damn good, and because he's so damn good. Obviously, it's different than Devontae Adams; because they have different skill sets. But Devontae made life easier for everybody else. And That's what Watson's going to do. He's going to make life easier for everybody else. And Romeo Dobbs has proven to be pretty good. So you run those two out together. I think they. Yeah, I think they got a chance to be really good. Certainly. Let's see. From at DeBean1,
1: guy's name is just Joe. Zach Tom, best left tackle ever? Uh, no, but Rogers said he thought the offensive line played really good today. David Bakhtiari, guy can't catch a break, has to undergo an appendectomy on Friday, uh, doesn't play on Sunday. Don't believe he made the trip. He was tweeting during the game, so I would imagine he was watching at home. Um, and Rogers said he hit the ground only once. Said it was a dream game for a guy with bruised ribs. Um, I thought, yes, Rogers moved around a bit today. He was he was pretty mobile for a guy with a with with those bruised ribs. Uh, but I thought the offensive line played well. Someone else asked what they do with Bakhtiari next season. The last two seasons have proven <clears throat> the Packers don't need him to win. Granted, I think they want would have won the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe back to back suit not back-to-back Super Bowls, Super, Bowl in, Super Bowl in 2020 with, uh, when they lost to Tampa. I think they would have won the Super Bowl that year if Bakhtiari was healthy. And don't get me wrong, he is playing near an all-pro level this year when healthy. But do the Packers think they can rely on him week in and week out to stay healthy with the knee I'm talking about, not his appendix? Um, that's a question that they might not even know the answer to, the Packers, that is. They can make do with Yash Naiman or Zach Tom at left tackle, and cutting Bakhtiari would free up cap space. But I don't think you cut an all-pro caliber player just because it'll free up a couple million dollars.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. You're right, we don't know the answer to this, but when did when did he have that last surgery? It was in the spring at some point. Will he be markedly better? Twelve months, fifteen months, eighteen months after that third surgery, or is his knee permanently effed? <laughs> to not use the other word, and, and that's and that's what we don't know, right? Is 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 the long term status of it? Was that third operation the charm? He'll be able to rehab it and strengthen it up during this coming offseason to be back to semi vintage form in a reliable 17 game starter next year or is this just the way it is i guess we don't know the answer i guess we're going to bring right Rod- if they decide to bring rogers back and if rogers wants to come back he might as well bring a left tackle back too zach town's got an awful lot of value playing here there and everywhere yes he does all right we got one more question on tap couple of Jordan Love questions about him okay. playing on Monday night against the Rams. I would think, let's see what happens next week with the playoff picture. I would, I would say is the answer to that.
1: Yeah, I don't know how the Packers could go from 11.5% or whatever our model has it at uh, to 0%. And I believe Rodgers will play as long as they have a mathematical chance to win out. Um, so I would not expect to see Jordan
2: Love next week or in two weeks when they play again. Nor would I. Um, interesting one from Scottish Packers fan. There's no answer to this, obviously, without having exhaustive research. If the Packers beat the Vikings, will this be the best possible bad season? You beat Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the Cowboys, and then one winner over the Vikings. It's an interesting question. I don't have an answer for you, but it does show, and Rogers gotten into this a bit today, that when they play well, these guys are pretty good. They've shown yeah. spurts. They
1: certainly are. I think if they play up to their potential, they can beat a lot of teams in this league. I mean, the Eagles have the best record and the Packers damn near almost beat them. So it's going to be a lot of what ifs. What if Watson played all year and stayed healthy? What if, you know, a couple guys on the defense didn't get hurt? What if this? What if that? But guess
2: what? Every team can play the what if game, Bill. Absolutely. Here's one one here from not Nick Murray. Where does Christian Watson go in a redraft? And this follow-up to this would be, what NFL wideout does Christian Watson compare to the best? The redraft one is interesting, though. Because there were six receivers taken in the top 20 picks. Obviously, Watson not among them. So everyone's watching the draft, including me, thinking... There go all the receivers. There go all the receivers. <laughs> and maybe they'll end up with the best one. Funny how things work out, eh? Yeah.
1: Funny how things work out is right. We'll see if Watson continues on his streak. Quick prediction. Does he score a touchdown against the Rams in two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, I say yes. There's no reason to say no anymore.
2: No, absolutely not. There's no reason to say no. Um, man, he's just so good. At some point, they'll, they'll they'll free him up against some lesser guy, and he's going to beat him. And we've seen him with with the, with the running plays, the passing plays. They they found ways to get him involved. So yes, I agree. Maybe he finishes the season with like 15 touchdown catches. Who knows?
1: He's got nine total total now, right? Nine total touchdowns. Fifteen total touchdowns is not out of the question. And he had one entering Week Ten. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing is right. Well, that's a good note to end it on with the best player in the NFL, Christian Watson. Um, We'll have a bye week episode for you. Uh, We are scheduled to talk to General Manager Brian Gutekunst sometime this week during the bye. That'll be interesting as always. Uh, maybe light on stories this week at least for me bills never light on stories uh with the bye week and then a long week before they play the rams not tomorrow night not the following monday night but the next monday night at lambeau field uh john wolford versus aaron Rodgers. that one should be fun two teams vastly underachieving this year anyway ESPN's ram- got to be
2: thrilled. Sorry, Robert. Obviously.
1: Yeah, ESPN's got to be thrilled that uh, the Packers-Rams matchup they they scheduled for their network early uh, this off season is now a, a matchup between what is it, three and nine versus five and eight? Yeah, good stuff. All right. We'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening, as always, and sending in great questions. We appreciate you.